Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me is David Shednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, it is just over a year since the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic. How has it affected patterns of grain shipping since then? Thanks, Stacey. We all know firsthand that the pandemic has created very unusual surges in demand in North America and around the world, for that matter, for many essential goods. Think back to spring of last year and the shortages on store shelves for products like flour, pasta, and beans, staple foods. If you couple the North American anxiety around supplies of essential goods with the very legitimate concerns of countries that don't enjoy our level of food security, you can easily understand the spike in demand that this pandemic has created for grain. The single most important factor driving record grain movement for CN during the last 12 months is this surge in demand, especially in the export market and especially in the spring and summer of 2020. How did the demand surge fit into grain supply chain capacity in spring and summer 2020? Well, typically, grain supply chain capacity in Western Canada goes significantly underutilized in spring and summer, based in part on patterns of harvesting around the world. In spring and summer, we're coming up to the tail end of the crop year here in Canada when most of the crop has moved. This coincides with the start of harvest in a lot of the rest of the world, boosting global supplies dramatically. All of that has an impact on the commercial decisions of grain companies and producers as to their shipping patterns. North American producers are also out in the field seeding in late April and May, and that also has a significant impact on the demand for rail transportation services during that time. For all those reasons, a significant portion of CN's grain hopper car fleet is normally in storage during that time, stored because there isn't enough demand to use all those cars, not because CN is choosing to move more of other commodities than grain. Go back to August 2019, and CN had over 4,000 hopper cars in storage in Canada. Well, CN didn't have 4,000 hopper cars in storage in the summer of 2020, not even close. Demand was strong right through the summer for those cars, when normally we would only see an uptick in demand around the middle of September. There was no summer slowdown in 2020. It was a very unusual summer, to say the least. And the numbers show it. From April through the end of August 2020, CN shipped 13.1 million tons of grain and processed grain products by a carload, compared to the three-year average of 10.8 million tons. That's a 21% increase. Can you go into a bit more depth in terms of the grain hopper car fleet running on CN and how the size and composition of the fleet has changed over time? Sure thing. Well, first, the size of the active hopper car fleet is the best indicator of relative demand for hopper cars, while the size of the overall hopper car fleet reflects the maximum resources that can be deployed to move grain when the demand's there. In the case of CN, at the high water mark of the 2020-21 crop year to date for fleet size, CN had a fleet of 13,400 hopper cars in Western Canada, and the fleet was running full out. Go back five years, and the fleet had 2,000 fewer cars. So call that about 20% more hopper car fleet to bring to bear now versus then. And that's just the CN hopper car fleet. Even that does not properly reflect the measure of all the horsepower CN can harvest to move grain. CN has a unique, multi-pronged approach to grain car fleet composition. What was once a fleet of leased and owned CN-supplied hoppers almost exclusively is now much more diverse. That multi-pronged approach also includes a large fleet of customer-supplied and controlled private hopper cars. Once you add those into the mix, the growth over time in the grain hopper car fleet moving grain on CN in Western Canada jumps well past 20%. Then there's also how much grain a car can hold on average and move, the average payload. Over the past four crop years, average payload per car on CN has increased over 3% or over 3 tons per car. It really started increasing as we rolled out our fleet integration program and boosted the proportion of jumbo hopper cars in the fleet as a result. Now that we've acquired 2,500 high-capacity hopper cars, which was a significant capital investment, that average payload is increasing even more. 
A lot of people have suggested that CN is moving more grain because it's moving less of other commodities, and that grain exports have been the beneficiary of reduced demand from other sectors. Now, besides the demand-related factors that caused such a dramatic increase in grain movement in spring and summer of 2020, what about overall traffic levels on CN in fall and winter? So CN's not moving more grain because it's moving less of everything else. In fact, CN's been moving more grain at the same time that overall traffic levels have been higher than at the same time a year ago. Commodities and goods like lumber, potash, consumer goods are all seeing very high levels of demand. And that's really been the case since September 2020, coinciding with the period when we see peak demand for grain movement once harvest comes on. It's been the case right through up until now. In terms of grain handling capacity, how did CN go about planning for the 2021 crop year in advance of harvest? So in the 2020-21 grain plan, CN significantly increased its guidance for maximum sustainable end-to-end supply chain capacity for grain and processed grain products on CN to 7,600 cars per week outside of winter and 6,100 cars per week during winter. Now, achieving that maximum sustainable level of capacity depends on a lot of factors, including having all the major grain corridors operating fluidly, no major mainline disruptions, no labor disruptions, seven-day-per-week terminal unloading operations, etc., There's also the reality that there's not always sufficient demand to fill all the available capacity. We saw this during the first six weeks of the crop year, for example, where demand was significantly below the weekly available capacity. What has the trend looked like over time in terms of grain movement on CN during peak demand? Go back 10 or 12 years and the weekly total grain tonnage moving on average per week in October and November on CN was 350 to 375,000 tons a week. In October, November 2020, CN averaged over 700,000 tons per week of shipments of grain and processed grain products. The compound annual percentage growth of the size of CN's grain program during the time when demand for grain movements is highest, it's close to 5%. And that's actually ahead of the annual compound percentage growth in crop production in Western Canada over that same time, making the point that CN's investments in infrastructure, locomotives, rail cars, and technology has more than kept pace with the growth of crop production in Western Canada. And there's been a lot of investment made by grain companies and producers as well. Many in the grain sector peg future growth of the Western Canadian grain crop at 2 to 3% per year. Now, it's very interesting to look back to understand how crop production in Western Canada was able to grow from around 50 million tons back around 2005 to present levels pushing close to 80. The focus always seems to be on the higher yields being the driver. And without a doubt, better crop genetics and more intensive crop management practices have been a big driver of the growth. But in reality, the increase in yields only tells half of the story. Harvested area has increased dramatically over that same period. Now, how is that possible? It ties back to the crop management story. Farmers in Western Canada used to leave a lot more land in summer follow annually, meaning the land wasn't cropped for reasons including building up soil moisture and nitrogen reserves and managing weed control. Now, back in 2005, the amount of land left idle in Western Canada every year was around 9 to 10 million acres. In 2020, it was just 1.5 million acres, a huge change, and that's accounted for around 9 to 10 million tons of growth of crop production. Now, how has capital investment contributed to the growth in end-to-end grain supply chain capacity? It's important to recognize that all the players in the end-to-end grain supply chain, including CN, grain companies and producers, have been making significant capital investments to increase productivity and efficiency. For example, go back 50 years and a wood crib elevator with a 25-car rail spot was a big deal. As late as the early 1990s, there was only one unit train loader on CN for grain, just one. The grain transportation business has changed a lot in a very short time, and CN's intensity of investment has accelerated in order to support these changes. 
We've been seeing the benefits of CN's $10 billion worth of investments in the last three years to extend sidings, double mainline tracks, acquire 260 new high-horsepower locomotives, and acquire 2,500 high-capacity grain hopper cars, as well as investing in safety and capacity-enhancing technologies. Between 2018 and 2020, CN intensified its capital expenditure further to get ahead of a sharp and unexpected uptick in overall carload growth in 2017. Besides close to 150 miles of double tracking, CN added a number of long sidings and carried out a series of major yard expansions, including in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Melville, Saskatchewan, Edmonton and Scottford, Alberta, and Kamloops, BC, to just name a few. Now, measured as a percent of revenue, CN's capital expenditure ranged from 15 to 18 percent between 2000 and 2014, growing to 25 to 26 percent in 2018 19 when that additional capital was deployed to make long-term investments in increased network capacity and improved network resiliency. CN has been and remains the rail industry leader in terms of capital investment as a percentage of annual revenues, and this in an industry that's a leader amongst industries in this regard. And in the middle of the pandemic, CN did not pull back on its capital expenditure program of around $2.9 billion, and we are planning to invest another $3 billion in 2021. The facts are all out there to show that CN is playing its essential role as a supply chain enabler for Canada's grain movement, for all the other commodities and goods we move, and, as we've done for many consecutive years, we are continuing to invest in capacity for future growth in all these sectors. Thanks for your time, David, and thanks for listening to Grain Insights, an update from CN.